Hello again, and welcome back for another round of organizational rankings by position. Uh, today, we will go over the top five first basemen in the Cardinals organization. I am Kyle Reese. I'm your host here for Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. Uh, luckily, we don't have much of a preface here. There aren't a whole lot of first basemen in the Cardinals organization that have made uh, a major league debut, so we can get right into the list. Number one on the list is the behemoth of a human being, Drafted out of Texas Christian University, number one, Luke and Baker. Luke and Baker's 21 years old, and before we even get to his professional prowess, we got to talk about his time at Texas Christian. When he was a freshman, he looked like a potential two-way player, a relief pitcher uh, who threw gas, and a potential first baseman with power. But after his freshman year and during his freshman year, as a matter of fact, he had arm problems, and that derailed his pitching career and made him a first baseman full-time. His sophomore year, he had a couple of interesting things happen. Uh, but his season ended after uh, a collision at first base uh, midway through the year, a little more than midway through the year. Then his junior year, he was bussing out, uh, raking like he's meant to do, and uh, he slid into second and broke his leg, had to have the surgery and uh, uh, a repair done to his leg. So you're talking about a hitter who has had two of his three years in college shortened. Now... There isn't a whole lot to go on with Luke and Baker entering the draft, other than the fact that he's a big boy who has severe and raw power, who might not be a very good first baseman. But what I, the reason I preface it that way is I want to let you know that when I watch this guy play first base, he looks like he'll be able to handle it. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a gold glover, even if the gold glove award mattered, and it doesn't. Uh, he's not going to be a fielding Bible winner. Uh, award winner at first base, but he looks like he might be able to handle the position. Again, he's not going to be any worse than we saw at a Jose Martinez, uh, maybe a Matt Adams level defensive first baseman. What I know for sure is he doesn't have a prototypical power swing, but because of how big he is and how strong he is, he has that Matt Holiday, Scott Rowland, Evan Gaddis swing strength. Again, it's a little bit more flat than you might expect, and all he does is power the ball. He's not fooled often either, especially not at the collegiate level or at the full season A level, the Peoria level. So he can get away with being strong-armed if he has to at the plate. Uh, I was really impressed with Luke and Baker upon entering the organization. Uh, I, I was a little hesitant to commit to calling it a good pick when the Cardinals drafted him. But it's definitely a good pick, and he helps buoy a first base crop that might otherwise have been kind of weird. Lugan Baker is a professional. It's just a matter of at what capacity he'll make a major league debut. Uh, I think two years from now, we're going to be talking about Lucan Baker making a major league debut and being a hell of a, a, a an option for the St. Louis Cardinals. Number two on our list is a little ways down at Johnson City, but his name is Leandro Cedeno. Now, uh, Leandro Cedeno is a high strikeout guy. He's going to strike out 25 to 30% of the time. He's walked really well uh, last year at Johnson City, and he has interesting power. He had 14 home runs and 258 plate appearances in 2018. He's not a particularly good first baseman, uh, and they have him splitting time between the outfield and first base. Uh, his right-handed swing is a little long, and he would do well to shorten it, but for some reason it works with the rest of his mechanics, and I'm not as concerned about it as a lot of other people are. Uh, again, it's direct through the zone, and that helps it be a little bit longer, like he can get away with it being a little bit longer. Uh, but what I'm getting out there is that he does have a swing issue that I know concerns a lot of people, even though it might not concern me as much as it concerns everyone else. And uh, he kind of lower body leverages a lot of balls over the fence. Uh, his body doesn't always work in sync with itself. And I really would like for the Cardinals to commit him to first base long term. They have enough outfielders 
Uh, and I don't think his long-term future could ever be in the outfield. But Leandro Cedeno is a 20-year-old and an interesting name to keep an eye on. He could very well be ticketed for that advanced promotion to Peoria to start the 2019 season. I know that's what I want to see. Number three on the list is Rangel Ravelo. Now, Rangel Ravelo was drafted or signed by the White Sox. He's played for the Athletics, and now he's in the Cardinals system for the third year. Now, Rangel Ravelo is Rule 5 eligible, and he might get taken in the Rule 5. He doesn't strike out a lot. He makes good contact. He has a short swing. He's a really impressive kid. Uh, but the fact that he's older is kind of why he gets looked all over in it. In the prospect list, it's tough for me to put him on a prospect list as a 27-year-old minor, soon-to-be 27-year-old minor league journeyman. Uh, that being said, his bat's developed, and he's a good outfielder, first base combo kind of guy. More of a first baseman than an outfielder. And again, if he makes it past the Rule 5 draft, things get weird. I, I would like to see the Cardinals add him to the roster if they needed a... a, a uh, extended stay first baseman uh, if Matt Carpenter or Jose Martinez or whatever happens uh, gets get, ha, ends up missing substantial amount of time in, in 2019. Look, he's not going to embarrass himself. I can promise you that. If, if Patrick Wisdom didn't embarrass himself, then Ron Hell Ravello won't embarrass himself at the major league level. I think more than likely we're talking about a Nick Martini situation with Ravello where he goes to another organization eventually and uh, uh, makes a major league impact, although it modest. Number four on our list is one of my favorite prospects, left-handed, uh, switch-hitting Brady Whalen. Now, Brady Whalen is a converted shortstop to third base to first. Uh, he's super athletic for a big body, 6'3", 6'4", uh, maybe 6'2", on the low end there. He's about that type. He Kind of a, a husky little body, somewhat a uh, little contradiction there with what I'm saying. But Whalen has a beautiful swing and a very interesting approach. Two straight years, Brady Whalen's walk rate's been 14%. Uh, last year, his strikeout weight rate went from 16 to 20%. He makes a ton of contact. Uh, doesn't Again, doesn't strike out so much that you would expect. His power decreased last year, and that's my major concern. It went from seven home runs to six, 20 doubles to 18. Uh, the power zap at the New York Penn League kind of hurts. Uh, but he's going to be a 340 on-base percentage guy, probably a 250, 240 average guy. And his body and his swing is meant for power. It just hasn't manifested the way that we all thought it would by now. Again, another potential Peoria, more than likely start the year at Peoria next year. And uh, you could be talking about a player uh, on the rise. You're definitely talking about a player on the rise, but you could be talking about a breakout candidate in 2019. I like Brady Whalen. I like his approach. I'm anxious to see how it manifests at the upper levels. Number five on our list is 24-year-old Yariel Gonzalez. Now, Yariel spent all the year at full season A Peoria. Hold on, I need a drink of water. The thing about Yariel is he's a, a low strikeout guy, strikes out about 13% of the time, doesn't walk a lot, makes good contact, probably expands his zone a little too much, has great plate coverage, his swing is a little slow sometimes. What I like about Yariel is he's a really good defensive first baseman, and at this point the Cardinals organization realizes that he's not going to play first base in the long run, although he's played first base mostly, and that's why he's on the list. Uh, towards the end of the year at Peoria, he played second. He played third. I think he played a little shortstop. He played corner outfield. Uh, they're working to turn him into a super subtype. I would expect Yariel to maybe jump the Palm Beach level because of his age, because of his advanced approach at the plate, and maybe even start at Springfield next year. I'm anxious to see what that looks like. Uh, I like Yariel Gonzalez a lot. There are a lot of parallels to draw between uh, Josh Nagowski and Ron Hill Ravello and Yariel Gonzalez. Uh, they're all kind of the same, low strikeout, intriguing amount of power, professional approach, 
average first baseman who just don't necessarily have a prototypical path, a prototypical path to the major leagues. As we get to our next man up, again, we talked about uh, when we got when we talked about the catchers. We talked about Chris Chenea and Ryan McCarvel. Both of those guys are more first baseman now than they are anything. Uh, can play other positions, mostly catcher. Uh, we talked about John Nagowski again. Lump him in with Yariel Gonzalez and Ron Hel Rovelo, uh, a great organizational soldier. And then uh, Dariel, Dariel Gomez, who is a DH first baseman type who played at Johnson City, who strikes out way too much. Uh, he's like the, the lesser version of Leandro Cedeno, older too. Uh, so with our next man up, we go Stefan Trosclair. I love Stefan Trosclair. Uh, he plays primarily first. He's a pretty good defensive second baseman as well. Six foot two or so, so he's kind of a bulky or tall second baseman. Uh, but Stefan Trosclair was kind of screwed because of the logjam of first baseman ahead of him. It kept him at Palm Beach, the hitter-unfriendly league of uh, Florida State, uh, the Florida State League. And it really suppressed his offensive output. When he went to Springfield, you could see that he was going to handle his own. He's one of the few guys who has right field gap power on pitches up and in on that inside swing. And he has a really good approach. He doesn't strike out a ton. He has modest power that manifests. Maybe in the long term, you can turn him into a second baseman to maximize his value full-time. But as a first baseman, Stefan Trosclair is an organizational soldier. I want to see the Cardinals push him uh, uh, and get aggressive with him. Uh, let's see what he can do. Because right now, to, to have halted a bit of his development by forcing him to stay at the Florida State League in 2018, uh, it makes me question the plan that the Cardinals have for him. Because his, his approach is not that of an advanced A-hitter. It's of that of a hitter who needs to be challenged. Uh, and that concludes our top five first basemen in the Cardinals organization. I hope you enjoy it. Come back tomorrow. We'll be going over the top second baseman in the Cardinals organization. Uh, one of, another one of my favorite prospects is in there. Uh, spoiler alert, you're going to hear a lot about Andy Young tomorrow. Uh, so for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, I am Kyle Reese. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, happy hunting.